Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, George Wilder Jr. Trying something new here, ladies and gentlemen. Being here, and we have another show. This is live, but it will soon be podcasted, and you can listen to it anytime you want to, anywhere you want to, and that's great. That's beautiful. Anything goes on the George Wilder Jr. show. We're going to try and have, we're looking out for uh, a New Year's. We're going to try and have a, a whole formatted, um, Redone, uh, recycled <laughs> show <laughs> for uh, 2019, and we're working on that as as I speak right now. I'm working on it, you know. And uh, we're gonna have something new for 20 2019. It's a brand new year. Wow, these years are just flying by. I mean, they're like flying by. Next thing you know, we're another year older. Everybody's gonna have a birthday next year in 2019. A lot of people don't want to see their birthdays. And then you, you have a lot of people who want to see their birthdays because they want to be a year older than what they are. But uh, those of us who are really, really over our prime, we don't want to see another birthday, but we can't help it. So, I mean, when you think about it, um, being able to see another birthday is sort of a blessing. I mean, you've been around a long time. You know a lot. You, you, you have a lot of experience. You can uh, you have a lot of stories you can tell, you know, so, you know, so, you know, think of it in a positive way. That's what I'm thinking. I'm not thinking that I'm going to be blah, blah, this age <laughs> in 2019. I'm just going to, you know, uh, go with the flow until I can't go with the flow anymore. 
So, you know, welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Uh, happy holidays, everybody. A lot of people are not, are not saying Merry Christmas anymore. They're saying Happy Holidays, and there's some sort of an excuse for people to, to uh, diss uh, Merry Christmas to say Happy Holidays. But for me, for the George Wilder Jr. Show, it doesn't matter. We'll say Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever comes to our mind first. That's the way it is here. It's the George Wilder Jr. Show, and thanks for tuning in, and thanks for listening. If you're not listening uh, at this point, you're gonna you can listen once the show is over in podcast. Uh, wow! Uh, from the date of this show, uh, December December 2018 is uh, not too far off from the date of this show. So I really don't like dating my shows because you know because all my shows sound as if they could have been. Uh, broadcast live at the moment that you're listening to them as podcasts and this is internet radio so a lot of people say podcast pod, but it but this is the internet radio because i know i keep talking to the people who are uh responsible for this channel and they always saying it's internet radio <laughs> okay and and i always try to tell my listeners and, and guests that comes on come on the show that uh this is computer this is internet radio. I mean, you're using the computer to broadcast all over the world. And when you're doing that, and as I know, as you know, and as everybody knows, when you're using a computer for anything, it's susceptible to be hacked. Uh, you know, uh, people can, you know, uh, put viruses on your computer. Uh, it's, it, it's subject to breaking down. <laughs> Or, you know, there's problems. A lot of us call it technical difficulties, no matter what it is, because, you know, that's generally what it is, technical difficulties. But anyway, I guess what I'm saying, when you're on the computer and you're doing anything on the computer, broadcasting radio, watching television or whatever, being on television, making videos or whatever you're doing, that you're always susceptible to hacking. Somebody's out there is going to see you. Somebody's going to try and come after you, especially if you're real busy, 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 a busy body on the computer. Your busybody online, people are going to see that and they're going to try to take advantage of it. They're going to try to steal your information. They're going to try to pretend as if they're you sending out friend requests and all that kind of thing. You have to watch that. You have to stay ahead of it. And you have to kind of uh, keep that in the forefront of your mind whenever you're on the computer. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You could be writing, reading, or whatever you're doing, video, making videos, watching videos, whatever you're doing, somebody somewhere uh, whether it's Wi-Fi or you have a hard connection, pe- be able to break into your account, steal your information, cut on your webcam, watch you as you are on the computer, and you not even knowing that you're being watched. So you have to really be careful. And even Internet radio is – we're not uh, excluded from any of this. You know, so uh, – there are a lot of times when, you know, I'll come on the air or I may not be able to get on the air because something is up on the computer and then we have to try to fix it so we can get back on because we have guests. And sometimes we can do it. Sometimes we can't do it. But it's always understandable that some people will understand. Some people will understand. Some people will not. Fuck, George, you weren't on today. What happened? Well, we had a glitch. Uh-huh. Some people really don't understand or they just don't give a damn. They want you to please them right then and there, you know, because 
this show is not out to please anyone. I I've, <laughs> I stopped that shit a long time ago. So I am not out to please anyone, to make anybody happy with, with uh, wh- how I do things. Uh, you either accept it or you don't. And the show itself will move on from you. And it's really boggles my mind sometimes when there's so many people that I'm supposed to make them happy or uh, make their lives better in some sort of way by being on the show. I mean, you got knucklehead people out there who think like that. Well, George, I didn't listen to your show today because there was nothing you were talking about that interests me. It, talk about something that's interesting to me, and I will listen. Well, you can just go straight to hell because I'm not going to talk about anything that interests one particular or two particular people. I'm going to talk about something that's going to interest the whole country or the whole world. And if you doesn't, and if you don't like it, then that's your problem. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Block Talk Radio, folks. Thanks. We are just coming on the air, and we're doing something different for the for the uh, uh, New Year's, uh, and hopefully, uh, we, we're going to try and get that done. But I want to say that I've been on the radio here for internet radio for five years now, and uh, five, four and a half. Was it four and a half? Four. Four and a half years now, going on five years. <laughs> I remember the first day I started, I was nervous. <laughs> I didn't know what the hell to do. Um, but I I hung in there, and I'm glad you hung in there, and I'm glad there's so many people learning of the show and about the show and giving positive results on the show. There are some people out there who will not say a damn thing about the show because they don't want me thinking that I'm good. Uh, I can just tell those folks to just go straight to hell. Okay, I know what I am. I mean, if you're good at something, you should know that. Okay, let me say that again. If you're good at something, the only person should know that what you're good at something is you. Because if you're good at something and you put it out there, other people are going to say, wow, that's good. Or or either they're going to say that's bad, it's rotten. But if you know that you're good at something and you put it out there, because you wouldn't put it out there if you if it wasn't to get positive uh, reviews or or um, positive uh, uh, feedback. You wouldn't put it out there. So you know that if you do something good, if you're doing something good, and you put it out there, and other people give you positive reviews on it, positive re- positive positive feedback, then you know you're good. You don't need to listen to someone over there who says on the other side who says. Well, you're not good at that. You, you you can't do that. I mean, that's not you. You're not good at that. And I always tell people on the radio and outside of the radio, <laughs> uh, do not let other people tell you what you cannot do. If they don't support you, get the, tell them to get the fuck out of your life. And you keep doing what you love. I mean, if you're depending on other people sometimes and they don't and they don't think and they may be jealous of what you're trying to do, or they may, whatever. Uh, they may stop you from trying to be the best person you can be. There's people out there who will do that. They will try to stop you from being the best person you can be. Those are the kinds of people you have to get rid of them. You have to, you have to get rid of them because if you don't get away from them, they're going to bring you down, and you're never going to, and you're never going to mount anything. 
first of all, if you first of all find out what you do, we we everybody has some sort of talent, but a lot of people fail to reach down and inside of themselves to pull out that talent. Everybody has a talent. Everybody can do something great. Everybody can be great. But everybody is not great, are not great. Because a lot of people just don't uh, dig down inside, inside of themselves and pull out their talent. They let it stay there and rot. We all have talent. We all can do something great. We all can be famous. We all can be if we want to. We all can be uh, um, entrepreneurs or whatever, singers, dancers, musicians, writers, authors, we are doctors, lawyers, you name it, janitors. We all can be something great. But if you don't dig down inside of yourself and pull it out, you're not going to be anything. We all have talent. Follow your dreams. Follow your dream. You have dreams. I have dreams of this or that. Look up to people who you admire. Find people to look up to. Find people to uh, to it, find the kind of people that is doing what you're doing that you like to do and do it better. And I, I've always told people that I said if if you want to blow if you want to blow a trumpet if you're learning how to blow a trumpet. And you want to blow a trumpet, and you want to be a musician, musician with a trumpet. I'm saying trumpet, trumpet, trumpet. But anyway, uh, it's just an example. You want to blow a trumpet, you, uh, but you never blown a played an instrument before. But you want the trumpet. I, I can't think straight because I'm saying trumpet too many times. <laughs> but anyway, if you want to play an instrument, put it that way, and, uh, and that instrument could be a trumpet. Do all you can to be the best trumpet player you can. And one of the ways to be a one of the ways to be the best trumpet player or best musician that you can emulate other people who are playing the same instrument that you are. You don't have to play like them. You don't have to uh uh try to copy their style. Just Knowing that someone is playing the instrument that you want to play and they're really good at it, they're really famous at it, they made a lot of money at it, do it. Do it. Watch other people doing the things that you want to do. Watch other people who are doing the things that you want to do that have made them successful. And if you want to be successful doing the same thing they want to do, uh, do it. But as a musician, as a writer or whatever, you want, you don't really want to copy anybody or or cover anybody but sometimes you have to sometimes you have to play other people's music uh, covers songs in order to lead up to doing your own thing so to speak in other words you can play as a musician you can play other people's songs but you don't want to be playing other people's songs other artists songs forever you want to play your own songs you want to find your own niche. You want to find your own particular talent as when you're playing that instrument. You don't want to always play like you don't want to always play like John Lennon, the Beatles, or Eric Clapton, or BB King. You want to, you want to get your own style. Or John Denver. Some of these people I totally envy. If you're playing an instrument or a guitar or something like that, or a trumpet, a bass guitar, drums, emulate. People who are doing the same thing that you want to do. Let's say if you want to be a drummer, 
Now, you've had some great drummers um, in the past. You had Ginger Baker, uh, Buddy Miles, um, Mitch Mitchell of Jimi Hendrix and Experience. These are great drummers, and there's more great drummers out here today. Uh, emulate those who are who are doing some of the things you want to do. I mean, if you want to be a doctor, <laughs> emulate other doctors. You know, famous doctors, successful doctors, doctors who have actually helped a lot of people to live. I guess what I'm saying here, and I'm going to repeat myself, uh, anything that you want to do, and we all have talent to be great and do great things. If you don't do great things with your talent, that's your fault. But if you do have a talent and you know what it is and you trying to uh, shape it, find other people to support you. There's nothing like having a talent and other people around you are uh, in on your side telling you uh, that you that you can be better, that you can do this. Do not stop. Do not give up. Never say or never let anyone tell you to quit. And never let anyone to try to belittle you or to make you feel unworthy or unwelcome because you are trying to uh, make something out of yourself. You're trying to become something. You're trying to make a difference in the world, but yet you got people around you who are telling you that you can't do it, and they're doing all kinds of things uh, to you to try to keep you from realizing your greatness. Some of them, some people, some talented people will get thrown out the house because their family do not want them to be anything. But even if you wind yourself, even if people go to the lengths of throwing you out of, out of the house because you're trying to make something out of yourself, you're trying to be something and they will not let you. And if you're constantly trying to be something and they, and they are not letting you, and if you're under their roof, they're going to kick you out. But you know what? That might be one of the greatest things that could ever happen to you. Because therefore, you don't have those people around you anymore. They're not there to stop you from being great or being uh, living your dreams. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to have to pick yourself up off the ground uh, because those people who threw you out of the house because they thought that you might be great. Uh, they're going to wish you the worst. They're going to, they're wishing you the worst, but you tell yourself, I mean, you be strong, you pick yourself up off the ground, you get back into you know, uh, uh, the groove of things and you start rebuilding your life and going after your dream. You don't have anybody around you to stop you, to say negative things, to be, to be bewildered. Um, what was that word I'm looking for? <laughs> to be, yeah, belittle. Someone to belittle you or to keep you from, keep you down. You have to get out. And uh, you're free, kind of, if you think about it. You're free. You're free. All you got to do now is look for people who are going to support you and your dream. And, and there you are. But you have to be strong. I mean, it's not easy. It's not as easy as I'm saying it, it to be or making it out to be. But I'm just saying if you have 
have talent and you want to let it grow, you have to have room and you have to have support for it to grow. You know, so you got to have people around you say, hey, wow, you can do it. You can keep those kind of people around you, especially if they're positive, if they're um, egging you on to be the best that you can be. Keep them, keep those people around because they're, they're your support net. But if you got people around you who are saying that you can't do it, you can't do that, you know, and belittling you uh, to the point where you want to stop trying to make something out of yourself, don't do it. And you keep making something out of yourself. If you're under someone else's roof, they might throw you out because they don't want you to be something. Most people, uh, and this is true, I think most people are, um, some people, not all people. I think I think most people who do not support uh, a family member who's trying to be great or make something out of themselves, I think most of those people do not have lives of their own. Most people who are trying to screw you around, fuck you around, just you know, they don't have lives of their own. Their own, because if they did, they would waste too much time, any time, trying to screw you up. Majority of the time, if someone has a a great life of their own or or they're happy in their lives, then they are not going to actually mess with you. But if when you have people who don't have lives of their own, they don't have shit, no talent, no nothing, they're going to try and screw over you because they see that because they see in you something that's not in them. And, that, and that's true. That's very true. Most people who do not have lives of their own, they're going to try and fuck up yours. Because if somebody had a great life, they're not going to try and screw up your life. They're going to try and help you forward on into your dream. But nobody's going to help you uh, in your dream if you don't have any dreams. Nobody's going to help you if you, to help you, excuse me, how can I put this? Nobody's going to help you up, up off the ground if you want to sleep on the ground. I've ran into too many people like that. And you want to help them out, but they they prefer to uh, sleep on the ground or sleep in a tent or sleep in a shelter, then there's nothing you can do. It, I've tried to help people who who I thought had some kind of talent in some in something, but these people want to be, you know, um, what I call, you know, do what I call um, nobodies. I mean, if you run across somebody or if you know somebody who don't want to be anything, someone who has no interest in nothing, period, <laughs> you just have to say, hey, wow, you, you got to say, hey, wow, you got to uh, brush the dirt off your feet and keep walking, you know, because you can't help somebody who wants to stay down. That's you, you just can't do that. And you'd be surprised at all the people. There's so many people out here who wants to who want to stay down. And if you try to help them up off their feet, they'll laugh at you. Maybe even spit on you because they prefer to be sleeping on the ground. Uh, case in point: there was a few homeless people uh, years ago. Homeless people were were were, you know, uh, they didn't have a home. Okay, they were sleeping out on the street. I, I think some social service came along and say, uh, 
got them up, got them up off the streets and gave them their own apartment. But they had been on the streets for so long that they were not used to living indoors. They were not used to having anything. They were used to being poor. They were used to being on the streets. And that's where they ended back up because they weren't used to living inside, having anything. They weren't used to uh, becoming anything. They were just homeless for years and years and years and you know they no one took their apartment from them they just preferred to go back leave the apartment and go back and sleep on the streets because this is how they were indoctrinated you can't help people who want to sleep on the ground but for those who do not want to sleep on the ground hey you don't mind giving them a helping hand because you know they're going to try and better themselves. But if someone is not trying to better themselves, you see them every day and all the time, they're not getting any better. They don't give a damn. They'd rather be out in the streets. Then you pass those kind of people up. You can't help them. But yet they still want you to give them something, right? All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. How did I get on that? Wow. I'll start from one subject and then then I just just blab on into something else. Anyway, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. It is 627 straight up in Chicago and I want to give uh, I want to say something about uh, Mississippi. This I, I forget her name. Uh, this racist woman went to the Senate um, Hyde White or something to that effect. Anyway, everybody's seen her. I'm pretty sure Mississippi know all about her. She's a thin white woman. She's um, a woman. Uh, she's a racist. Uh, Donald Trump uh, came by a few days ago as she was running for Senate, endorsed her. Uh, he said a lot of racist things. Even when he was he was saying racist things, even when he was saying that she was apologizing for some of the racist things that she said. You know. So anyway, she she won. She won out over the black man. And I'm hearing that. Uh, Mississippi did vote. Uh, they they voted uh, overwhelmingly in this cycle than they did the other cycle. So they're saying that uh, the the vote totals of Mississippi residents were up. You know, I don't know how true that is, but I do know this: Mississippi has to get its act together. Folks got folks have to vote. Folks have to. Stop voting for people who are going to take away their happiness. I mean, Mississippi is such a disappointment, and it is a disappointment. Georgia, uh, Texas, West Virginia, all of these states uh, are hoodwinked and stolen by Republicans. Republicans. Mississippi is one of the poorest states in America. Majority of the people there are poor, and a lot of these folks probably didn't get out there and vote. Someone was telling me that Georgia, a lot of people, a lot of people in Mississippi will tell you come to visit. Tell you come visit, they'll say that it's a good place to raise your children. No way. Mississippi is a red state. 
And we all know what Republicans are. Those folks who are in Mississippi who are dirt poor, they are just going to get poorer because Hyde White is not going to do anything for them. She's going to be kissing Donald Trump's ass left and right because he endorsed her, and she thinks that he's the one who helped her win. On the night just bef- on the night before of her election, I was saying that she's going to get it, just like we were thinking that Rick Scott uh, in Florida was going to get it, and they got it. It's all because. These people win. The Republicans win all because other folks do not vote or they vote against their own interest. Republicans want to take away Social Security. Republicans want to take away uh, Medicare, health care. They want to take away all of your food stamps, your benefits. They want to take away all of that. Why the hell do you get out there and vote against that? They want to take away your house, your car. They don't give a damn about your job. They don't give a fuck about your children. You get out there and you vote the wrong way. And a lot of us are saying that Mississippi, Georgia, uh, Florida... You vote for Republicans, you get what you vote for. And a lot of us aren't going to feel sorry for you folks in Mississippi, uh, Alabama, Texas, you voting the wrong way. We're not going to feel sorry for you. You get what you vote for. They start taking away your health care, your Social Security benefits, all of that stuff, then let it be because you voted for it. You voted for your food stamps. You can't feed your children because they are coming after entitlement programs. Then it's your fault. You're going to lose your job because they're going to take away daycare, social programs, places where you drop your kid off while you go go to your job. Mississippi, you, you've got to straighten. I mean, not just I'm saying Mississippi, but I think it's the whole South, the entire South. Majority of the southern states were slave states, and there still are slave states. Mississippi, Alabama, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Dallas, Texas. These are slave states. Arizona, these are are southern states. In times of slavery, people from southern states were trying to get up to the northern states because the, in the north, it was free. They, they could be free in the north. That's why so many slaves tried to run away and break away from their southern plantation owners to be free to go up north because it was they would be free up north. So, so a lot of these southern states Are slave states, and there still are slave states. But the thing about this, people um, suppressed, they vote the wrong fucking way, or they do not vote at all. 
you have to realize that we are the one percenters. I mean, we are the 99 percenters, and the Republicans are the one percenters. There's way more of us than there are of them. So there is no... Um, there is no backing down from the people didn't vote or they voted the wrong way or both is the reason why Georgia, Mississippi, Alabama, and other southern states have Republican governors. These are red states. It doesn't make sense. These southern states should be some of the bluest states in America. Because the majority of the people are African-American and poor. But maybe they'll wake up. Maybe these folks, these residents of these states will wake up uh, in the 2020 election. They're going to have to wake up. They're going to have to wake up. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Block Talk Radio. Uh, blue wave, blue wave, blue wave for 2020.
now that Manafort and Rick Gates, his uh, protege and associate, uh, have been indicted, 12 counts uh, against Manafort, and now that uh, we know George Papadopoulos, a, a campaign uh, official for Donald Trump, has already turned evidence against him, let us now check the temperature of Donald Trump's Twitter account, where it's got to be, well, let's put it this way, climate change is finally in effect over there. Uh, so before the Papadopoulos news, Here's Trump raging over the weekend knowing that an indictment is coming and at the time it was under seal. He said, never seen such Republican anger and unity as I have concerning the lack of investigation on Clinton made fake dossier. Now $12 million. Okay, I'll get to why they, he keeps bringing up Hillary Clinton in a second. Uh, they, then he goes on to say, the uranium to Russia deal, the 33,000 plus deleted emails, the Comey fix, and so much more. Instead, they look at phony Trump-Russia collusion, he puts in air quotes, which doesn't exist. The Dems are using this terrible and bad for our country witch hunt for evil politics. But the Republicans are now fighting back like never before. There's so much guilt uh, by Democrats slash Clinton. And now the facts are pouring out. And then big, bold capital letters, do something! one of my favorite cries for help I've ever heard on Twitter. Donald Trump screaming in agony, do something. Okay, so why is he screaming about Hillary Clinton when the Russian investigation has nothing to do with Hillary Clinton? Um, maybe he thinks uh, it's inconceivable that he won and he just can't believe it like the rest of us. Like he wakes up every morning like, really, I'm president? Shouldn't Hillary be president? Let's investigate her. Okay, uh, not likely. The real answers are, uh, number one, of course he wants to distract you. That's obvious, right? Uh, squirrel, okay. But the more important part of the answer is, they are later going to make the claim, and in fact, today it has begun. Well, Robert Mueller was the head of the FBI during the Obama administration when the Uranium One deal was done. So I, I don't know, maybe Mueller's, maybe Mueller's biased. I mean, I, I'm not getting rid of him because he's doing the investigation against me. No, we had to get rid of him because he didn't do the investigation about Hillary Clinton years and years and years ago. That is why all of a sudden I'm outraged that he didn't do that investigation. No, they are setting it up as an excuse to fire Robert Mueller. If he is fired, Trump should be impeached immediately. Look, if you'd like to start an investigation on something that went wrong six years ago, that's an interesting conversation to have and one we should have as alongside this one. And I think the Uranium One deal, I'm not with other progressives in the media. I think the Uranium One deal was problematic, but Hillary Clinton is not president. She didn't win, she's incredibly irrelevant. I don't even know if the statute of limitations ran on it. If you wanna go back and investigate that, whatever. But that has nothing to do with Robert Mueller's current investigation of Donald Trump. Which is, of course, the reason why Donald Trump is in an absolute panic. So, he uh, now this he had said back in June. Uh, so he began this theme as the investigation was picking up steam. I don't know if uh, he knew that Papadopoulos was going to turn evidence at that point, but he said, "You are witnessing the single greatest witch hunt in American political history, led by some very bad and conflicted people." Hashtag MAGA. So even back then, he was like, uh, Mueller, I don't, conflict of interest. I mean, well, he didn't do the thing against Hillary. So that's why when he finds out evidence, hardcore evidence 
that people on my campaign did tax evasion, money laundering, had clear ties to the Russians and wanted me to meet with the Russians. That's some of the things we learned out from the Papadopoulos case. No, no, don't worry about any of that Mueller conflict of interest. I gotta get rid of him, he's got the evidence, I gotta get rid of him. His panic gives you a sense of how connected Trump was to all this. Because the Manafort evidence, so far the things that have been presented in public are largely against Manafort and Rick Gates and their ties to Russian oligarchs. It is, as I stated earlier in the show, it is possible that Trump was not, did not know anything about that. And he could just say, hey listen man, these guys were apparently trying to pay back a $19 million thing they had with the oligarchs. That has nothing to do with me and, and I'm outraged by it. I can't believe that they potentially put my campaign in trouble. He's not saying that. Instead he's saying, hey, you, I gotta get rid of Mueller. I gotta get rid of him, Uranium One, Benghazi dossier. I, I don't know, I'm, I, I panic. If you didn't do it, why are you in such a cold sweated panic over it? So now he finds out about Papadopoulos and, and all the things that happened this morning and he gets even more crazed. He says, all this Russia talk, right? When the Republicans are making their big push for historic tax cuts and reform, is this coincidental? Not. <laughs> you're, you're a child. He's the president. Can you believe he's the president? And he's saying things like, not. And it's not how it works anyway. You're not supposed to ask the question and then scream, not. You're supposed to say, coincidental, not. I have to teach him these things. Okay, anyway. What a child, what an unbelievable petulant child and also guilty. All right, and, and by the way, the other reason for that tweet is, hey, rich people, all my donors and all the people in charge and powerful, remember, I'm gonna give you tax cuts, I'm trying to give you tax cuts. Don't, don't throw me away yet. Okay, and he goes on to say, sorry, but this is years ago before Paul Manafort was part of the Trump campaign. Why aren't crooked Hillary and the Dems the focus? I'm going to say for the billionth time now, because Hillary Clinton is not president. She doesn't have any power. She's wandering around in the woods. Your attempt at distraction has no subtlety. So it looks absurd. You're too, frankly, unintelligent to realize that. But you think just screaming squirrel louder will do the trick. No, it makes everyone realize that you're screaming squirrel and that you want them to be distracted from the thing that we're supposed to be looking at. You're making it more obvious, which is usual for Donald Trump because he's not that bright. And his last tweet is a great example of that. And it goes with dot, dot, dot. Also, there's no collusion. He capitalized There's no collusion. If you weren't sure Donald Trump was involved before, after the tweets, <laughs> you become more sure. Counterproductive yeah. as usual. Really, Trump supporters, you think he's screaming from the rooftops about no collusion because he's not at all worried. <laughs> Perhaps he knows something that you Trump supporters don't, which is that he did it. If you like the Young Turks, you'll love Young Turks membership. TYT. He totally did it. He totally did it.
What's the biggest factor when voters go to the polls tomorrow? Joining us now to talk about that are CNN political commentator Ed Martin, who supports Moore, and Alan Navarro, a CNN political commentator who opposes Moore's candidacy. Great to have both of you. So, Good morning. Um, Ed, yeah. you support Roy Moore. I mean, you just you heard bet. Chris delineate all of those <laughs> positions. Are you comfortable that um, America was great, he thought, when we had slavery, because that's when families are strong and we had direction? Are you comfortable that he called yeah. Islam a false religion? Are you comfortable that homosexuality should be illegal? Well, I, I have to say, hey, good morning. Uh, I, I haven't heard a lot of those in context, but I, some of them sound like things I don't really believe. But I will tell you this. Anybody who knows politics, and I've been saying this for four and a half weeks, knows that down the stretch of a hot campaign, a lot of things are going to be thrown out, and the voters have to sort of fight their way through it. So, But are I you think saying those after, things aren't after, true? I mean, all those things that Chris just delineated, well, you heard them in context there. Are yeah. you saying those aren't true, his positions? Well, I'm saying that, I, the, the, the saying, for example, that he's against uh, uh, Islam, I have heard Roy Moore talk about the fact that uh, Sharia law trumps constitutional law in a way that is admitted by Islamic scholars, and that's a problem. I haven't heard him say Islam is a religion, as you quoted. But I don't, again, I don't dispute the quotes. What I'm saying is three days before an election, we know this in politics. This is the time where you throw things up. I also know, by the way, that Doug Jones has done an interview where he said women's right to abortion should never be impeded in any way until the birth of the baby. So I don't know how uh, Chris can say that there's suddenly he's not against, uh, not for partial birth abortion. So, but what I know is down the stretch, the, the credibility of all the accusations has to be looked at in the view of what is a very intense campaign. Yeah, sure, but these and aren't accusations. We're not talking about the accusations. These are his positions, and I have them no. all spelled out. I mean, these are actually in interviews that he's given in 2016, 2017. These are direct quotes that we're giving you. So well, these aren't accusations. Yeah, but I mean, again, the, the, when you, I'm talking about soundbite, soundbite, a kind of promotion of an issue. For example, the conscience, the question of conscience and, and whether the, the law of the land, American law, will trump your own conscience. We just saw the President of the United States down at a, at a civil rights celebration where civil rights leaders said, at times, your conscience will trump the American law. That's the truth of that. If so, we know that from our teaching. So I don't quite know what you're saying when you say he, he puts that out there. In other words, again, back to this point, three days before an election, mm -hmm. this gets soundbite is for the advantage. And the Alabama voters are going to know Roy Moore and Doug Jones, who have been in public life for mm -hmm. 30 years each, and they're going to make a vote on that. Anna, how do you see it? Took our money and uh, don't believe your lying eyes. Don't believe your lying ears. What you've just laid out, what Chris just laid out, were, you know, taken from, uh, from interviews, were taken from videos, were taken from tapes of Roy Moore. This is not being taken out of context or out of thin air. These are his own words, his yeah, own position. So look, if child molestation is not enough to drive you, is not enough to drive you away from Roy Moore, <laughs> you've got the fact that he's a homophobe, that he's an Islamophobe, that he, uh, you know, talks about slavery as the good old times. I mean, you've got way so many reasons. He's just plain stupid and ignorant, and he's, there's so many reasons why he's this divisive man that should not be sent to the Senate. And look, look, this is going to be up to Alabama voters, but the reason that the rest of us have, have a you know, right to opine on this is let's remember this guy's going to the U.S. Senate. His salary will be paid by taxpayers. He's going to be voting on things like civil rights. He's going to be voting on things like women's rights, like violence against women. He's going to be voting on things like hate crime legislation. And this man is just not fit. He is just not fit. Alabamans are going to have another chance at an election in, in next year. This is a short-term thing. And I think that, you know, many Americans are saying, look, we implore you 
don't straddle us with this man who's got such an unfit character. Think of the message you are sending to women, to the many, many women who we've seen have been victims of sexual harassment, much more than anybody in this country I think ever thought existed. What message are we sending to those young girls? What message are we sending to those women who have endured sexual harassment throughout their lifetime? Yeah. Hey, um, Ed, I mean, in yeah. 2005, he was on <clears throat> C-SPAN, too, with Bill Press. Uh, wow. Roy Morris was asked uh, about homosexuality. He said, here's his quote, homosexual conduct should be illegal. Yes. So, are, I mean, times have changed. Here we are yeah. uh -huh. in 2017. Are you comfortable with his positions well, today? Uh, again, I, I, down the stretch of a campaign, well, I don't even know the context that, that was asked. I think that the law of the land asked, right now, it's not, uh, is, it's not a Do you think that homosexuality thing. should be illegal today? And he says yeah, yes. It's, well, then I don't know how he understood the question because it's not illegal now and it hasn't been. It's not a federal question he's going to vote on. He wishes it were. He, it he said that? Yeah. He I mean, said I, homo again, homosexual conduct should be illegal. Yes, that's the, a quote. The good news is that that's not something the federal government should get into and is getting into. So that's not something that he's going to have to vote on in the Senate. But the bad news for Anna is that Anna's sitting there and what she really means and what we should be talking about instead of name-calling is Roy Moore is pro-life, against amnesty for illegals, against the, the uh, kind of uh, big government that Doug Jones wants. That's the issue. When she can call me names, him names, everybody names, the Alabama voters get to vote on two choices of people serving. And by the way, if we want to get into tax dollars for people that are not doing nice things, let's get the $17 million. Yeah. CNN has led on this. Let's get the $17 million yeah. slush fund out there. Yeah, all yeah, yeah. We're talking about Look, first let me respond to you. Almost uh -huh. every time you're on with me on TV, you make uh -huh. this about me. I never make it about you. I, really? I barely know your name. I have no idea who you are. I'm not making it I never it about insult you. you. Oh, well, but you just did. You. Every no. time you're on TV, you make it about me. This your is not opinions. about me. This your is opinions. much larger than it <laughs> with being you know, some sort of personal. Okay, let me get through my sentence, will you? Policy. I didn't interrupt Ed, you. Hold on. Let her I waited for you to finish, so now let me finish. <laughs> this is not about me. It's about decency. It's about morality. It's about Republicans and Americans not compromising decency name, and morality name for calling, one vote. Name calling. You're name what's, calling, what's Anna. The name? Decency answer, and morality is name calling? No. Answer homophobia. the policy. Homophobia. Answer the policy. Ed, hold on. Ed, hold on. I, am, I am answering the policy. This man compared gay marriage to marrying a, 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 a bridge. I don't know if you meant suspension or what kind of bridge. <laughs> I mean, this is, you know, sheer stupidity. Yes, I know you smirk and you laugh and it's your response. Uh -huh. And you know what? That's fine. Because this is not about you. It's not about me. It's about larger policy. It's about America. It's about the message we are sending the world. It's about the message we are sending children. It's mm -hmm. about holding the people elected to a higher standard than we yeah. would hold, hold others. I don't want to hold some Hollywood producer to a higher standard than I would hold a U.S. senator or a president but, of the United States. Anna, but hold, hold on, hold on, Ed. And the last question. I mean, what I think Ed is suggesting is that if you're a single-issue voter, if you're anti-abortion, then Roy Moore's your guy. That's all you need to know, that all this other stuff somehow you can compartmentalize and put away, and that he's saying that if you, you know, feel yeah. very, very strongly about Roy Moore's position on immigration and abortion, that's, that gives you your answer. Look, I think that's true. I think, that, I think it's, a, it's a page right out of Donald Trump's playbook. The smartest thing Donald Trump did in that campaign, in my view, was put out that list of potential Supreme Court nominees. And I have a lot of friends, a lot of good, decent Republican friends who voted for him because they wanted that Supreme Court justice, who he in turn gave them. I think that's what the Roy Moore campaign is doing, uh, you know, attaching themselves to one issue and just preying on that over and over again. 
And if that's the type of voter you are, I think you do have your answer. I hope the people of Alabama, many of them, are, you know, can see the whole picture and can see that sending an unfit person to the U.S. Senate is just not fair to their state. It's not fair to our country. Mm-hmm. So, Ed, last question. You think he's going to yeah. win tomorrow? Oh, my gosh, yeah. It's obvious. It's obvious he's winning. Gloria. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Get comfortable. Uh, Republicans give up on food stamp work requirements for Farm Bill deal. I mean, this has been their mantra for so many years is to uh, have uh, food stamps recipients for their food stamps, which is nutty because, you know, if you, if you work, if you have a job, moreover, if you have a job, you won't be able to get food stamps anyway. You know, if you do uh, get them, it will be much too you know, none. Uh, so this is really crazy. F- Republicans give up on food stamp work requirements for a farm bill. Uh, there are some working people who actually get food stamps because they don't make enough on their jobs. But still and all, uh, you're not going to get the full benefits of having food stamps if you work, period. They don't care. I mean, the government, I mean, the People who are in charge of giving you food stamps, the uh, administrators uh, to this social program, they're either going to cut your benefits in half if you should work, or they're going to eliminate it altogether, or just chip it up down to nothing. You know, so, and if you start working and you're getting food stamps and you start working and you're getting them, uh, that's even more detrimental because. You know, they're going to find out immediately once you draw your first check or your Social Security number is found that you're working, it, the food stamps are going to stop. They're going to stop. So this – and we've argued about this before, that uh, work requirements, uh, if you should get a job, they're going to cut you completely the hell off. And that's what stops a lot of people from getting jobs because they don't want to be – cut off their benefits but working is having a job and working is better than sitting around waiting for a welfare check or waiting for a a monthly food stamp allotment that isn't uh, going to cover you for the entire month you know so uh, but it says here that the republicans have given up on work requirements for food stamps that should be a win for the democrats but i can tell you this if they would have won the midterms they wouldn't have given up. They would not have given up on this because they know this was Donald Trump. Donald Trump was telling them, telling the Republicans in tweets that he wanted reform. Uh, he wanted to reform the food stamp issuance, but somehow it didn't work out. Donald Trump has to stop. Has to learn that he cannot. He cannot make uh, legislation, or he cannot make law. By tweeting. He's been told that a zillion times, but Donald Trump is stubborn, bully that he is. He doesn't listen. He doesn't listen. And another thing about Donald Trump, he thinks he's smarter than the brightest minds ever. He thinks he's smarter than lawyers. He thinks he's smarter than doctors. He thinks he's smarter than the scientists. He thinks he's smarter than 
the educators out here, he thinks he's smarter than than all of us. He thinks he's smarter than the police department, the fire department. He thinks he's smarter than all of us out here in America, maybe even around the world. And he's the dumbest ever. Say dumb things, say stupid things, say do dumb things, do stupid things. And he's scared shitless, folks. I mean, this latest thing that's coming that's coming out of uh, Michael Cohen, he is scared. Uh, like I don't know what. He's so Donald Trump is so scared right now. He's saying a lot of stupid things. He's saying things that's going to get him indicted. He's saying things that the judge is going to bring back up on him. That's going to come haunt him in a court of law. This is why his lawyers are saying, be quiet, don't say anything, be quiet, but he doesn't. He runs off at the fucking mouth. He talks out of his ass, and he doesn't know that the court system around America, they're listening, and they're taking in every word that he's saying or every word that he tweet, he tweets, and that's going to be used against him in a court of law. Once he stands before that judge, that judge is going to pull up those tweets, and he's fucked. The Donald Trump, whatever it is, Russian collusion, uh, tampering with the um, 2016 election, as his lawyers have been saying, Michael Cohen, uh, whatever it is, lying, obstruction of justice, all of it is true. Whatever it is, whatever it is. There's no one act as guilty as Donald Trump. You want to say, in the beginning, he probably didn't do it. He probably, but the way he acts, the way his body uh, language, and the things that he says, you, tells you right off that this man is guilty. <laughs> He's guilty. Oh, wow. Okay, uh, Trump says he hired... Uh, I've seen this. I've seen a clip of this where uh, I think it was on television and Trump walked up to the microphones from somewhere and said that he hired Michael Cohen as his lawyer because of favor. Give me a break. That's stupid. This man was your lawyer for 12 damn years. And now you're trying to say that Michael Cohen didn't mean anything. He was just another fucking hack. Michael Cohen was Donald Trump's fixer. His friend, uh, Cohen, was loyal to Donald Trump. This is what Donald Trump does. He, you crosses him, you cross him, he's going to throw you under the bus. He doesn't give a damn who you are. And this is one of the things about the Republicans I don't understand. Why are they constantly kissing Donald Trump's ass when Donald Trump would throw them under the bus as quick as shit? Because Donald Trump is trying to save his ass and he's going to throw anybody out there under the bus uh, to try to save his ass, even if it's his own family. Donald Trump is going to turn on all of them. It doesn't matter if you're a Republican, Democrat, or independent. It doesn't even matter if you're kissing his ass every day. If he feels that he can stay out of jail by throwing you under the bus, he's going to do it. He doesn't care what your title is. He's going to do it, and then he's going to go out in front of the cameras and sling a lot of lies to the media and to the world. I didn't do it. There's no collusion. 
my daughter is different from uh, Hillary Clinton's emails. I don't know what Donald Trump is thinking. He thinks because he goes out there to the microphone and and says a lot of bullshit that we're supposed to believe it. When we know he's lying. We know he's lying. His lawyers know he's lying. The world knows he's lying. Grandpa and grandma knows he's lying. But he's, <laughs> he still goes out there in front of all of those microphones and sling a lot of lies. It's either that or tweet. Because he's he 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 doesn't make any legislation. Uh he he doesn't know about how to legislate. He doesn't know about how to lead the country. He doesn't know shit about the Constitution. He doesn't read. And he doesn't give a fuck about reading. This is one of the reasons why Donald Trump and his administration are trying to get rid of education. They figure, well, if Donald Trump doesn't have an education, uh, set the tone for the country, and no one needs an education. That's why he hired Betty, that's why he picked Betty DeVos to uh, run the Department of Education because she he knows that he she is going to cut it to the bone. She's going to take money from it, and he's and that money that she is cutting to the bone, uh, the money that's taken away from from the education the educational department for our kids will go into Trump's pocket and later on go into. Uh, for his wall, which I don't think will never get, uh, I don't think will n- never come to fruition. He wants us to pay for the wall. If if I can get on the wall, he wants us to pay for the wall. He wants taxpayers to pay for the wall. How many times did he tell us in the beginning that Mexico was going to pay for the wall? I thought it was dumb when he was saying Mexico was going to pay for pay for the wall. I mean, he must have said that about 20 times and during his campaign in his first year in office. Mexico going to pay for the wall. Mexico heard about this and they gave <laughs> and they gave that clown the finger. Fuck you, Trump. <laughs> and Mexico is not paying for a fucking wall. Now he wants you and me. He wants every American to pay for walls. He wants to cut Social Security. He wants to take this. He wants to take health care. He wants to gut these social programs so he can put money towards the wall. His stupid wall. If he thinks building a wall is going to stop them from coming over into the United States, he's just as senile as he's always been. Anyway, let's get back to Trump says he hired Michael Cohen as his Lawyer because of a favor. That's ridiculous. I I don't want to hear this. I'll just read it. The president's comment about his former attorney came after Cohen pleaded guilty. See, one of the things Donald Trump's trying to do, he's trying to get to Mueller and to Cohen before they get to him. You know, he's trying to ruin them and slime them before they can lock his ass up, which is ridiculous. But that's what's going on because Trump is as guilty as hell and he should be locked away in some prison somewhere. Not impeached. I don't want to I don't want him impeached. I want him in jail 
President Donald Trump on Thursday continued to distance himself from his former personal lawyer of 12 years uh, by saying he only ever gave Michael Cohen a job as a reward for a favor. Give me a fucking break. Give me a break. Trump's lying again to try to save his own ass. And I do think the man is scared. And he's been scared a long time. But he's gotten more frightened because of the midterms, the Democratic win in the House of Representatives. Because they're going to go after his ass. And I hope they go after him uh, vehemently. Do not hit the ground running. Do not hit the ground running. Hit the ground flying. In uh, January, uh, on January 3rd, uh, 2019, special counsel says a plea agreement that Michael Cohen is still telling the truth. Okay, Bob Mueller is saying Michael Cohen is telling the truth about Donald Trump. But Donald Trump is saying Michael Cohen is lying. Now, who do you believe? Robert Mueller, the special counsel into the Russian probe. And 2016 election and all this other shit, obstruction of justice, or do you believe someone who has lied 1,000 times, Donald Trump? Or he's about to hit 1,000 times, lying 1,000 times. He just cracks me up when he walks up to the microphones and starts lying. And then he expects us to believe that. Whatever comes out of his mouth, we're supposed to believe because he thinks he's smarter than than all of the uh, professionals, the experts who know. <laughs> he thinks he's so smarter than they are, and the dumbest man on earth. Because you don't, you do not tweet legislation. You do not tweet policy. You do not tweet. Uh, uh, classified information <laughs> on Twitter. You don't do that. You don't call people's names because they don't like you or you don't like what they're saying about you, even though what they're saying about you is true. So it, it just behooves me the, the reason why Donald Trump just uh, continues. Uh, someone said on Facebook that um, Donald Trump and his supporters have destroyed uh, uh, America. I totally agree. I totally agree. Uh, not so much in a destructive manner in terms of infrastructure, but in a manner in a manner of intelligence, <laughs> uh, articulation, uh, sophistication. Smarts, education, in, in that term. And I, I always say this yeah, Donald Trump has destroyed America, but he's not finished yet. And there's no doubt about it that Donald Trump, um, his plan all along was to destroy America, along with Vladimir Putin of Russia. His plan was to destroy America. Remember, folks, he cannot borrow money. In the United States, he cannot get credit in the United States. Donald Trump cannot. Just like maybe you or I may have bad credit and we can't get certain things because of our credit, 
Same with Donald Trump. He can't. I mean, Donald Trump has had six bankruptcies, sued over 3,000 times. And it's all, you know, on the federal record. Freedom of Information Act. Employers see this. Businesses see this. Corporations see this. Donald Trump cannot borrow money. So that is one of the reasons why I think Donald Trump is totally, totally pissed and want to destroy America. And another reason I think he wants to destroy America, nobody likes him. Nobody likes him. Go on Facebook. (laughs) I'm pretty sure Donald Trump and his children uh, are all over Facebook and Twitter because Facebook and Twitter, they are not kind to Donald Trump. I think one of his sons said at one point that um, there there need to be a uh, Republican Twitter, a Republican Facebook page, (laughs) something to that effect. But I always say if Donald Trump wants people to like him, if he wants people to say nice things about him, then he should stop lying. Uh, he should do something good to make people say something good about him. But he, he, he be fucking up. I mean, there is no doubt about it. And if we had not, if it wasn't for the blue wave, we would not be here where we are now. The Republicans would, no matter what... Uh, crimes Donald Trump has done. The Republicans would have looked over it, buried it, and we would be in a dictatorship. So we have to thank uh, Lucky Stars for the blue wave. I, I want to thank people who, who, uh, who voted. I want to thank everybody on Facebook who promoted it and, and gotten people to vote. But we still have a ways to go because we have to get to Senate. If we would if we would have gotten the Senate, Donald Trump would be in more fucking trouble. But even though he's he's still in trouble, but uh, luckily people voted because this was it. If they didn't vote this time, it this was it. But we voted. Now in states like Mississippi, Georgia, Alabama, Florida, they are still going to, even though they voted the wrong way. They're they're still going to benefit from the blue wave because we put in uh, uh, Democrats in Congress, the House of Representatives. So whatever comes out of that, which I'm thinking is going to be a lot of positive things, they who did not vote the right way or voted or changed their vote, they will still be, be excuse me, they will still benefit from the blue wave, and that's a good thing. Regardless of of of, the, of Hyde White and Rick Scott, DeSantis, all of these folks, this uh, and they're all white when you think about it. <laughs> they're all white, and uh, that reminds me, we have a divided Congress and we have a divided America. So, someone was saying, George, you think we're gonna there might be a civil war? There could be. We have a divided Congress. We got Democrats on one side. We got uh, senators on the other side. In Congress, a percentage of them are African-American. The senators in the U.S. 
Senate, the majority of them are white. So there's always possible. There's a possibility of anything, anything going. And it is sad that we are, are divided like this. We are one country. We are one country, and uh, that's where it should be. One country. We'll be right back. Let me see who's here. All right, you're on the George Washington Show. Go right ahead. One, two, three, four, five. Thank you. All right, we'll be right back. We're going to do something right here, folks. Once again, I want to thank the Blue Wave. I mean, you guys were just awesome out there. You guys were just awesome. And we're going to have to deal with another Blue Wave. All right, we're going down. We're trying to look for something here. We'll be right back. Change my whole life 
want to thank everybody for tuning in to the George Wilder Jr. Show. It's been fun. It's always fun, folks. And we're just about off the air. We've got about a couple more minutes. And let's see, 722 straight up Chicago time. We're going to do this and we'll take it out. Let's see what we got here. Okay. A little bit more news. Yahoo's on the fire over seals. All right, the George Wilder Jr. show is we're going to have some questions. A lot of people ask me questions. I'm going to read some of them on the show tomorrow. Uh, well, actually, we're off tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to read some of them on the show next week. I'm looking at a photograph here of uh, Trump's lawyer, Michael Cohen. He pleads guilty, admits to lying to Congress. And then Trump saying that he's lying about lying. <laughs> it's something. I mean, we, Donald Trump is there trying to defend himself. Donald Trump says the White House is happy to bury its head and in the sand. Something to that effect. Okay, but Michael Cohen has admit, admitted to lying to Congress, and Trump is saying that he's lying. He he's lying. How how did I put it at first? Trump Trump is saying that he lied about lying. Uh, Trump is saying that Michael Cohen is just somebody who who he just offered a favor to. And I've said earlier on into the show, Cohen worked twelve years for for this guy. It's amazing how Trump can just throw this guy under the bus. Um, in terms of acting as if he wasn't nothing. Within his administration, when we all know that Michael Cohen was Donald Trump's fixer, we know that Michael Cohen was Donald Trump's ace right by his side all the time. Uh, it's going to be something, folks. I just can't wait till January 3rd, 2019. Uh, I hate dating the show, but uh, we this is very important. This is very serious. Uh, Paul Ryan says one of one of his biggest regrets is ballooning the federal deficit. The evidence shows that he has himself to blame. The Republicans are the ones who has ballooned it, uh, the federal government, not the Democrats. But now that the federal budget has been ballooned, these guys want to cut every social program there is. To try to bring it down when they're the cause of it. These tax cuts, they're the cause of it. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about right now. Paul Ryan, I mean, he's got his cut. <laughs> he's got his cut. All right, folks, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Um, we will be back on Monday with a full show, maybe hopefully a full slate of guests to uh, appear on the show. I want to say thank you so much. I want to say um, uh, listen to the show anytime you want uh, right here on Blog Talk Radio and, and, and my website. Sometimes I put the shows on my website. You can listen to the shows on my website. And um, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and, and make sure you enjoy your weekend. Enjoy whatever uh, whatever day or time or hour that you're listening to the George, George Wilder Jr. show. Make sure you enjoy it. Uh, you know, and tell your friends about negative. <laughs> uh, trying not to say anything negative about the show, but we're doing the best we can. 
with what we have. And uh, I want to say uh, thank you very much for listening. Make sure you tune in next week. All right. Bye-bye, everybody.